Amid COVID-19, our interview style has changed. To protect the safety of myself and my guests, interviews will be hosted over the phone. I hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy. Let's get into the episode. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to the SoulCast podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Brittany with love, and I'm here to guide you, make you laugh, and heal you all at once. You ready? Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining me again for another crazy episode. I am very excited to have this guest on. Um, Our roots run a little deep a lot deeper than all the other guests that you guys have uh, been introduced to, but I am going to let her introduce herself. Here she is. Hi, what's up, everybody? Hope you're having a good day. I'm super excited to be here with Brittany, and yes, she's my sister. Um, This is supposed to be about my introduction, but (laughs) I'm really excited to be on this show. I love all the things that Brittany has going on with her brand, with her family, and her blog. Um, She's very talented and very gifted, and I'm just excited to be a part of her journey. Um, My introduction, who am I? I am a multifaceted person. I am someone who has their hands in a lot of pots, um, but it's all in line with my purpose. I like working with entrepreneurs to help them just gain the confidence that they need to build their companies and build their brands. So I launched my company M7 Creative, which I know we'll get into more later in the interview, but it's basically a brand management agency that helps entrepreneurs fulfill their dreams through their business. Um, And then I also have an outreach, Atlanta for Haiti. Brittany had a chance to travel and serve to Haiti with us. We're basically a outreach organization that mobilizes volunteers from the United States to Haiti. Um, For me, I love the Atlanta for Haiti outreach because it gives people of color a chance to serve abroad and I'm really passionate about that. And then I have my own nonprofit that is based out of Atlanta called Journeys Unlimited Inc. And I do have a partner in that, Dee Dee Cunningham. And we have Journeys Unlimited and it's a community organization. We mentor teen girls. We have competitive cheerleading programs. We do things in the community like book bag drives and grant a wish projects around holiday time. So yeah, I, I, I like to say I, I stay busy for the most part. Yeah. You do. <laughs> I remember when we first met, you were like, I feel like I'm always that I'm that friend that's always busy. And then like a year later, I became that friend that's always busy. So I get it now. I'm like, oh, man, no, guys, I can't do lunch. I'm sorry. I can't do brunch. Um, I may be able to fit you in next month, but that's <laughs> still pending. So I get it. I get it now. Yeah. I get it. And then adding kids to the mix makes it a lot more difficult. But anyways. And I don't have any children, like, that came out of my body. But my mentee, Sky, is with me. And we 
this is new. If we, she moved in with me like a little bit before, like this whole Corona situation popped off. Oh, but I awesome! Have some other mentees, so I'm quarantined with a 19 year old, which is really awesome. That <laughs> is fun. Go to the grocery store, help cook, help clean, like keep me on track, mail off my packages when I get orders for my Haiti and African necklaces. So yeah, I'm happy to be here and thank you again. I'm excited. First of all, we can trade. You can take my children and I will take a 19 year old any day. I tell people, I tell people all the time. I like infants and 18, anything in between. I just can't. I have no patience. Not even if they're my own kids. I have no patience. I feel you, but Jaden and Autumn are so cute. Like, <sighs> Autumn, I feel like, has so much personality. I've been seeing her dance, and I'm like, get it, little baby. She has so much personality, and it drives me nuts because I can't be upset with her because she acts like me, but at the same time, it's like, why do <laughs> you have to act like me? Right. There's enough yeah, of me. Yeah. But anyways, um, so thank you so much for taking the time out of your day during this quarantine mess to uh do this episode um i really wanted to use this time while we're in quarantine to discuss um or talk to a lot of business owners um entrepreneurs and just women especially of color that are just killing it in the game right now and being a serial entrepreneur myself um it's really difficult to find people that are also serial entrepreneurs that are doing something and you are literally like doing everything that I'm trying to do just more sane and I'm just not in the same part yet but I am I want to start with talking about Atlanta for Haiti only because I miss Haiti so much and I want you to share your uh journey with Atlanta Atlanta for Haiti okay so Atlanta for Haiti was a total accident I was not trying to start Atlanta for Haiti. I was not planning to do it. It was not like on my things of awesome stuff that I want to accomplish in my life. But I had recently had gotten laid off. This was about five years ago. I got laid off unexpectedly from my job. I was working for like the number one nonprofit in Atlanta, like overseeing a $10 million project. Wow. And I was abruptly laid off. And it wasn't for any reason that made sense to me. I went to file for unemployment and they were like, oh yeah, they denied it. And I was like, no, that's a lie. I'm disputing it. Wow. So I, disputed, I disputed my unemployment and I won because it was on some BS. And it was all because my former supervisor, I feel there's always two sides to every story, but I felt like as a black strong woman who was a millennial and very young and in a position to manage that project, he just had major ego issues. And so I, this was before I started my marketing firm, although no, this happened at the same time when I was getting when I was about to start in seven. I was like in the planning process, but then one of my mentors at the time, she was like, "Yeah, I want you to come to Haiti with me." And I was like, um, "I'm in between this unemployment claim. It hadn't gone right. through yet. I have just laid off my job. I had some savings, but I didn't have a passport, and I wasn't like necessarily trying to go out the country right then." Mm-hmm. So she was like, yeah, you should come with me. We leave next week. So like that Monday, because I had seen her at a baby shower. Mm-hmm. But that Monday, I went down to the passport office and I got my passport and I bought my, t- bought my ticket. Well, the guy that I was dating with at the time, he actually bought my ticket. Mm-hmm. And ex-fiance, if you will. And 
And yeah, he bought my ticket. He believed in me. He was like, yeah, awesome. That's great. And yeah, I went to Haiti and with her. And that was my first time in Haiti. And I stayed for like seven days. And then I just started seeing the needs that the country has from sanitation to education, Mm. um, just the hospital system, the healthcare system, if you will, there isn't one. Um, um, Yeah, it was, this is what, the moment that I knew I was going to return to Haiti many, many times was when I was in Haiti for the first time and we were in a place called Corte Bouquet, which is one of like the poorest villages in Haiti, Mm. not far from like the city, the capital, Port-au-Prince. And we were there to install water wells into this village so that they could have clean water. And there was like a river that was flowing and it was like filled with trash, it was dirty, it was muddy, it was like pigs like in it, eating out of it. And then yeah. I, I looked I looked afar and I seen this like eighty year old Haitian man like using that same water to take a bath in. And I was like, All right, yeah, this is not cool. Wow. And so yeah, from there I was like, I knew that wasn't gonna be my last time in Haiti. So after that, um, I went back to Haiti about three or four times by myself. The first time after my first time, it was like for almost a month. Mm. And then after that, I would just go like and just check on my people because they had became my people at that point. Right. And so about, yeah, from me solo traveling to Haiti, those times people just started like hitting me up. Like, I see you in Haiti all the time. Like, can I come with you? And so I was I probably a, one of those people. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were. You definitely was. One of those but I hadn't said yes or no. I was just like, I wanted to make sure I had the blessing of my mentor in Haiti who really like showed me, Miss Lynn, Lynn mm-hmm. and Joseph. Um, I wanted to have Mama Lynn's blessing before I did anything concerning Haiti because, I mean, every time I went to Haiti, except for the first time I was in her care, she was teaching me, showing me how to do, like, outreach, how to lead teens and all that. But, yeah, I didn't even have to ask her because the next time I was in Haiti, she came to me and was like, Meg, you're ready to bring Atlanta to Haiti. I, like, started. And it was like, what? But when she said Atlanta to Haiti, I was like, okay, Atlanta for Haiti. There go the name. And so then that's how it formed. And then Three and a half years ago, we took our first team. It was an all-female team. It was like seven of us and one of my mentees, Amber, all girl, all females. And mm-hmm. yeah, from there, I mean, it's been three and a half years later with over 22 outreaches to Haiti. Oh, wow. Houses built, school, educate, children's educations funded, um, service travel opportunities for over 80 um, young people of color. And I thought I was tired and was like about to like give up on Haiti because I was just like okay this mission is too big for me to do by myself and then last July um God sent me my boo who was like um you're not about to quit this I'm gonna help you and he's Haitian he lives in Haiti Mm -hmm. and he already knew about the mission so that kind of gave me an extra boost to be like all right I got some help in this and that kind of rekindled my passion for ATL for Haiti Mm -hmm. um yeah, so that's what it is. If you guys want to travel and come abroad with us, um, just get connected with ATL for Haiti. You can see all of the work and the outreaches that we've done. And yeah, everything is online. So just literally type in ATL for Haiti on any platform. And I hope that you guys can come and serve with us when this whole um, social distancing stuff is Yes. Done. 
Jesus. Because I really, like, every day I look at Bettina's pictures and I'm like, I want to go back so bad. I am so sick of it here. Like, it is ridiculous. Mission of Grace Orphanage, where she is, they're growing, and they are um, accepting more kids, they're serving more people, they have their safety procedures in place, they have masks, they're making sure they can provide more water to their village so people can stay clean, and so yeah, I've definitely been praying for the whole world, but specifically Haiti, because, I mean, they're the most vulnerable population right now, Right. places like Haiti are the most vulnerable, so yeah. So how does it make you feel like just from a human standpoint that you are literally in the heart of making an impact at such a young age? You know, well, you're not like 12, but you know, like younger, because a lot of people decide to do this when they're older or retired, you know, and like, how does that make you feel knowing you've had a hand in making an impact in such a a needy area or country? Thank you, Brittany. I really appreciate that. And that was really nice of you. Um, I just don't ever really think about it like that. And I know that I should. Mm -hmm. I know that I should, like, be more reflective about the things that I do and be, like, you know, more present in them and, like, really, like, like, take a step back to see the impact that I'm making. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to do that when there are constantly other needs in my community that I dedicate my life to (laughs) you know what I mean like mentoring kids like feeding the community like whatever like because I was watching um this Sarah Jakes video Mm -hmm. and she was like you don't hustle hustle your way to the top you serve your way to the top Mm. and so it's like I've just gotten I've just accepted a long time ago that I mean, yes, I know that I am a strong businesswoman, but I know that mm, the successes in my life are going to come because I serve other people. And so I'm just really, like, riding out with that. So it's like, whatever I have to do, I just, like, do it. Whatever God tells me to do, I want to be obedient in that and do whatever, serve whoever he has told me to serve. So I, I really don't ever even think about it like that. I mean, I hear it a lot, of course, but you can't let the critique go to your heart all the time and then you can't let the praise go to your head so you just have to like as a leader you just have to make sure you're always in a space of humility and just staying balanced and just being grateful that you get the opportunity to make an impact and I'm no better than anybody else because there are tons of people making an impact but God just chose me to do do this specific work right. and so it helped remembering that helps me to stay balanced and help me to just appreciate it but yeah it's cool I like it it's fun I've traveled to Haiti over 20 times so I mean that's not like a normal thing I know that and so yeah one of the things I'm struggling with right well that I need to do is just write my first book and hopefully at the end of this quarantine I can so I can really share all that I've seen in Haiti Mm -hmm. and document my journey and like the miracles that I've seen happen from infant babies like being like at the point of death to going into an orphanage to seeing them like thrive I mean seeing babies that had like legit like troubles walking as a baby to see God heal them and to see God, like, literally, like, work miracles on behalf of orphans, like, is a huge testimony in itself. So, yeah, but it's, 
I'm grateful for the opportunity and I, I do my best to try and take care of it so I can keep making more impact around the world. That is amazing one day i'm gonna be like you so this is off topic y'all but if you've ever seen and by the time this comes out you will have seen a picture of megan literally i met megan because a mutual friend of ours was like you look like somebody that i know and i'm like um i don't think so i don't have that much of a familiar face she said no you look like somebody i know and she sends me megan and i'm like oh (laughs) we do kind of look alike (laughs) And then mm-hmm. she smiled, and I was like, oh, God, she has dimples, too. So then mm-hmm. everybody from that moment, once we connected, they swore we were sisters, even in mm-hmm. Haiti. It even was in insane. Yeah. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. insane. But no, we're not blood sisters, but we're, like, spiritual and uh, impact totally. sisters. <laughs> totally. But that was off topic. I just had to say that. Um, so how do you balance? I know you have um, Journeys Unlimited going on, but how do you um uh balance Atlanta for Haiti and journeys um how do I balance Atlanta for Haiti journeys unlimited how do I balance those and M7 I yeah um it's all about your systems Mm -hmm. like for me I realize that I own multiple businesses and I have multiple initiatives that if I don't do, um, will affect others. Like if I don't organize my feeding program, that's 50 kids a day during the pandemic that won't get dinner. Like it's not, these are not things that, um, that I can just not do. Right. (laughs) So knowing that, I prioritize them and I have my systems like with, I mean, that's pretty much it. My email marketing system that helps me reach my community. Um, I make sure all of my brands have websites and that can answer any frequently asked questions for any of the gift given initiatives or services or whatever people want to contact me for. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I just, put things in place that will help make my life easier. And I'm also not afraid to employ others. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like on any given day, I'm working with two to three graphic designers. Um, I have a virtual assistant, Javaria Coleman. Shout out to Atlanta Network Group, who is also my mentee, but she she also has a very important role in my life of keeping me organized and doing the things that I could do, but I don't always have the time to. And she's really thorough and she knocks it out and get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mentee, Sky, she's 19 and she lives with me and she helps me a lot. Um, Sky, I've known her since she was 12. I've, I met her when I was working for that number one nonprofit. Oh, she wow. was one of the girls that I coached and cheerleading competitive, competitively for three years. And we've traveled to over four to five different states. And she's traveled with me to Haiti. So we're very close. It's like her and like five other girls, they were like a part of this crew. And we're all still tight. They're like my mentee squad. But they're all adults now, which is awesome. Oh, wow. But they, they learned these life skills at 14 because through our mentorship programs, um, it ensured that they were going to get these life skills. So this whole time of relationship building with them, I already knew that when they became adults, they would have the skills that they needed to to be successful really at anything. So they know how to make money off YouTube. They know how to, you know, put in tracking numbers and ship off packages. Uh, 
you know, just stay on top of things. So she's a, yeah, she's a real blessing, but that's pretty much it. And I pray because all you could do everything that you think you need to do to make stuff happen. But listen, it all has to happen um, in God's timing and his way and his plan. So I try to keep myself spiritually connected to God so that I can be as productive in my purpose as possible. That's awesome. Uh, so you have so much and I don't want to miss anything. So we're going to start or after that, we're going to talk about M7. Let's okay. talk about the beauty of M7. Mm-hmm. So M7 was my, was my very first business I ever started. Mm-hmm. And I had taken, I was still working for the nonprofit at the time, but I knew I was ready to transition even before I had got let go, um, the story that I opened with. And I had taken about a month of paid vacation time off. Mm-hmm. I never took a day off because I'm like that, I'm that employee. Like, no, nah, we about to get this center lit. We finna have right. <laughs> we about to have leadership academies our kids about to get scholarships like I was working in youth centers and I was in charge of being creative and helping the community that's what I love doing Mm -hmm. I never took a day off so when I realized I was transitioning and why I felt like I was ready to transition because I was 25 already maxed out making the most money I could possibly make and they were basically like an old white person gotta die before you get a promotion to be honest wow so I was like well I already got to this point in four, almost four years, like, I'm here, like, I was already getting, I was straight, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. for my age and for what I was doing, and, yeah, so when I realized that, I was like, well, I'm not about to wait around until somebody dies for me to get, like, another raise, like, that's dumb, right, I'm about to use my same skills that I'm using for this company, because I was, submitting my ideas to this nonprofit and literally I've seen over $300,000 come in off my own idea. Wow. One time I submitted a proposal for a STEM camp and literally the next month I learned that this private foundation awarded that same camp $75,000 for the next three summers. Wow. Um, I submitted a proposal for a girls leadership academy to a foundation. They funded it $25,000. One of my programs, SunTrust funded $30,000. Georgia Power, $25,000. So it just was happening and I already knew I had the creativity and the passion to do that on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't know how it was gonna look not being an employee. So I took the paid vacation time to build my business. It was like December, it was like all of December. Mm -hmm. Um, I just took off work, I got my LLC, I built my website, I did all that, I was like on it, you know, got my business license, all that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Was working on it, I knew I was gonna plan a launch event, so I had started planning my business launch for that spring, and then I had got laid off, so when I got laid off, I was kinda already in the flow of doing that. Right. But, yeah, that's how M7 came to be, so, M7, what it represents is the seven mountains of society that I want to influence. So arts and entertainment, family, religion, the education system, government. Um, These were mountains that I felt called to or that I felt I could impact. So that's how M7 came to be as far as the name. And if you look at my logo, the M, it reminded me of like a mountain that has like, it starts somewhere then it goes up, then you may have like to go down in the valley and you can climb back up the mountain. So, and then seven is the number of completion. So that has spiritual meaning there as well. 
And so that was my first company. My very first check as M7, as a company, was from Tiny Terror Productions to bring in old school cars for Yo Gotti's Law video. That was my very first check. Wow. $100 check to do that. That was my first check written out to M7. I have it somewhere, I think. But I took a picture of it. Wow. And then I still have like the behind the scenes, but I went from, I knew I wanted to start my business to I'm ready to leave corporate to up. Oh, I gotta be ready now. Cause it's right. Like, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but to, okay. Two weeks after I got let go, tiny terror productions called me. It was like, can you bring some old school cars into Yo Gotti's video? So I had access. I have access to those cars with my homeboy. He does a huge, car show at the Atlanta Motor Speedway every year. So I already had his contact. So I just called him. I paid him to bring you the cars in. And then they paid me from knowing the people to bring the cars in. So I made $800. My first my first sale was an $800 sale from a production company. And I got to meet Gil Green, the director. He was the one that actually shot the video. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that from there I was like, okay, bet. I already knew God had blessed my business because that was my very first customer. Right. And it was a wrap from there. And I've worked with so many entrepreneurs since then. I love working with entrepreneurs who like are passionate. But I'll say I'll work with those who aren't because I'm gonna help you find it. But mm-hmm. I know that the only way for, to have progress for our people is us to really be healthy and establish wealth. And one of the ways we can establish wealth is through entrepreneurship. So yeah, I love it. Um, I, I say every time you do something, I'm like, I'm going to be like Megan one day. I'm just that I'm not there, but I'm there. <laughs> like, You're our, awesome, and I love you. Our story, I love you more, but our stories are kind of, kind of similar. The difference is I didn't get laid off. I just kind of left because I had my daughter. So I really didn't have a choice. And Dorian was like, hey, you're not going back to work. Um, you have to be a stay-at-home mom and this is your time to figure out what you want to do with your life and then I just kind of got thrown into entrepreneurship without a choice so the without a choice part is like the most similarity but yeah I will say that entrepreneur life is a lot different than (laughs) corporate life and then adding you know other businesses to it I'm like, I don't know how Megan did this and stayed sane, but we're just going to keep pushing <laughs> because but I didn't do somehow. Everything at one time. I started, mm-hmm. I, it was like phases. I didn't just do everything at one time. You right. know what I mean? My marketing business came first. Um, I did a strategic launch on that, got that going. Then ATL for Haiti came, what, a year and a half after that. And then a year after that, Journeys Unlimited came. So it kind of all, and once you learn how to run one business, you can run 10 businesses. Like I could literally start a business with my eyes closed and I can have a a to-do list of what everything you need to do to get it going in in five seconds, to be honest. So it's just about a pace. And I did think that I had to do everything. And there's still tons of stuff that I want to do that I haven't shared with anyone Mm -hmm. or that I have shared with people that are close to me. Um, Like right now, I started selling my own necklaces, my Haiti necklaces and my Africa necklaces. I like selling things, so I'm working towards my own boutique. My mentee, Sky, she's um, she's making her own um, V-Sting products that I'm going to help Love her sell it. that comes with, comes with the whole little seat and everything, and lashes, you know, through her Love wholesaler. It. So I really am now transitioning to start another business, which is my online empowerment boutique, which I think is going to do really well. So 
it's just about pacing yourself and knowing you can't do everything at one time. And sometimes there are things that have to take a back seat. You know what I mean? So, and then there are sometimes there, like right now, I feel like my ATL for Haiti is one of my brains that's always in the forefront. Right. Um, That's okay. That happens. (laughs) You just have to accept every season okay this is the season for this this is the, there was a season where i need to be like yeah, i'm saving everything and then there's a season where i need to be like sign up for atl for haiti come serve and then yeah everything has a season but you can balance it all just stay true to yourself so my biggest thing being a serial entrepreneur and and just very vulnerable is having the confidence in myself to name my price, be firm about it, not be, you know, evil or, you know, just I'm not about to do nothing for you until you pay me, like not being money driven, but it's always been a difficulty for me or an obstacle trying to name my price and be confident behind my brain. How do you manage that? The confidence, you know, behind your brands and your businesses and listing your price, no matter if it's cheap or expensive to you, just being firm on, you know, this is what my this is how much it costs to get me out of my bed. And I'm standing behind that no matter what. <laughs> yeah. How do Because I'm the person that will be like, no, I'll just do it for free. I'll just do it for free. And I know that that does not build a business, you know, doing free work. But it's the confidence, the lacking of confidence part that has been such a struggle because people sense that. And it's True. it's apparent that people sense that because business has been up and down, seasonal, you know, it's been irritating. And I'm like, how does everybody else just manage to have all of these businesses that some run themselves, others are, you know, booming. And I'm just sitting here like, I have all these ideas. I know how to execute them. I know the business model. I know the marketing, everything, which you guys, I have to give credit where credit was due. My first mentor in my entire life was Megan Henry. I will say that everything that I know about business right now, I learned from Megan. This is a true story. Everything from getting the LLC business license. I talked to a copyright lawyer for the first time in my life. Everything that Megan has told me from our uh business sessions our one-on-one business coaching sessions i still have and that is why i have all the crazy businesses that i have now uh but yeah (laughs) anyways how do you have that confidence part how did you Um, get that you're awesome by the way um how do i get the confidence well because it's like it's all rooted in your purpose when you Mm. know what you were created to do and you know that when God was like creating you, like these are some of the things that he said he wanted you to do while you was on the earth, it's really easy to be like, all right, well, this this is, and I say it's easy because where your passions are is where your treasures lie. Mm. So it's like, you know that walking in your purpose and living out your passion, ultimately, you, it may not happen right now, but ultimately that you're gonna get to live whatever type of life you want to live. I mean, you could even do it right now at every stage, but it's like my confidence comes from knowing that what I'm doing is my divine purpose. Mm -hmm. And that is not anything that is up for debate with anybody. 
Right. Nobody's going to talk me out of my purpose. I may try to do it sometimes, but I'm not going to let anybody else do it. You're not going to tell me that God didn't call me to help people with their business. I know that is true. So it's nothing to be shamed about. It's nothing to be like, am I over marketing about? No, this is what God told me to do. He told me to help these people with their business. So mm. this is what I have to do. That is simple. And then with Haiti, again, obviously no nothing fake can happen by being being sent to another country 20 different right. times. Right. Well, obviously your purpose, obviously you got to do it. Right. <laughs> right. And then the same with Journeys Unlimited. So Journeys Unlimited, my partner, Dee Dee Cunningham, she's 50 years old. She's a millionaire. And her husband was like, has been one of the most successful black entrepreneurs in the state of Georgia for the last decade. They wow. own Malcolm Cunningham Chevrolet, Malcolm Cunningham Hyundai, and other things. They were, they are one of the reasons why I know I can be a millionaire because another millionaire hit me up, called me, asked me if she, if she want, if I wanted to do business with her, which it really wasn't business. It was tag team to do nonprofits and make an impact. Wow. And I was like, yeah. And the first time I went to their house, I was like, okay. And I've been in houses before, but when I went to their house, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> It's levels. It's levels. Yes. I've met. I've been. I I like wealth, so I'm going to always attract wealth. I've been in wealthy people's homes before, but I knew within with the cunning family, it was a different level. But at the same time, they poop just like I poop. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? They ask me about ideas. we, we, We. we talk about different things all the time. I'm like, these are millionaires. These are black millionaires with children who I mentor. You know, they let me. You know, they believed in me. They believe in me. And it's like, well, if these millionaires see something in me, I must got something. So let me keep going. Right. I try I attracted them. I well, I manifested them in my life. So and and they're not the only couple that's like that in my life. Um, my pastor Vincent Campbell and his wife, Felicia Campbell, they own they're the pastors at the Faith Center. They also believe in me. Mm-hmm. And I could go on down and down and down of other boss, successful black people that have built up my confidence in my entrepreneur journey so mentorship is one of the most important things that you could do as an entrepreneur find good mentors that can put you on game you know they may flush at you sometimes when you do things stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll get you together trust and believe mom be ready i'll be like okay this is not a god like y'all act y'all ain't right like i'm like y'all like i be mad like there's so many times i've been like yeah pissed off at my mentors but in the end right <laughs> when you go back and you apply you really reflect on what they've rebuked you on or corrected you on it's like yep yeah, i do need to work on that i do need to get better in that okay yep yeah, that was not cool of me to respond like that i should have been more whatever professional nicer i don't know but get your together like get it together yes so yeah, my confidence comes from my purpose and the confidence that my mentors have built up in my life and well in me being part of my life. Mm. So my my to do list is to get some more mentors because you have yes. multiple. <laughs> yes, I need to get letter. that together. One of my mentors is a lawyer. She owns her own law firm. Law firm Tashai Henry. She sponsored like recently last week. $750 for me to do giveaways for the girls that I mentor. Wow. Like, cut the check and was like, here, get these mats for the kids and give them away. Like, and the list goes on. Wow. That's awesome. 
you are definitely goals. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, okay. So we tackled M7. We have tackled Atlanta for Haiti and we touched on journeys. Uh, but let's talk about Storm. Storm. Yay. We, so, I Storm. love Storm. Oh, thank you. I can't love wait till Autumn turns three so she can start participating in private lessons. Oh, Storm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> she is ready. Yeah, she's ready. I can see her. Storm Cheerleading is actually a division of the nonprofit that I have with mm-hmm. Dee Dee Cunningham, Journeys Unlimited, Inc. Um, but it has, I branded them separately because I knew Storm would literally spread like wildfire because I've been coaching cheerleading competitively since I was 15 years old. Wow. One of my first, first jobs was my mentor, my high school teacher, who's also my cheer coach, who's also like literally like my, she just, if it wasn't for her, I just don't think I would have seen myself as a leader ever. She mm. really believed in me. Joni Prilliman, white woman, smart AP teacher. She's awesome. But yeah, she paid me to do choreography for the varsity team when I was like 15. Oh, wow. So I was coaching cheerleading and getting paid to do it. as a teenager and so I always loved cheerleading and even when I started working for that nonprofit, I found a way to start my own cheerleading team there and then even when I left from working for that nonprofit and started my own I started Storm um Mm -hmm. so I I cheered myself since I was eight so I tell my girls all the time and it's about 41 girls in the competitive program it's about 50 girls in the summer camp program and it's another 30 that's in the leadership academy and then another like 20 girls that are in the tumbling program so wow i tell them all the time like i care more about the cheerleader than cheerleading Mm. but cheerleading is the tool that i have to get their attention and it allows me to teach them life skills that i know they're going to need like hard work dedication commitment teamwork depend being reliable like right. come to practice oh my girls know if you don't come to practice you're not competing and we two times fcc national championship and it's only our second season going into the third wow we cheer for real we are about technique we're not twerking we learning how to tumble so we can get scholarships for college so it's a very competitive program but the thing about storm why it's growing so fast one because it's my purpose and i've been doing it for so long and i have amazing coaches that are alongside me mm-hmm. but it's like it's affordable for the community if to do my same program at a boutique gym or you know these mainstream regular gyms would be like thirty five hundred dollars wow for a season a six-month season wow my girls do the entire season for $1,150, and they get that. They get their performance uniform, they get shoes, they get bows. And if you go on my Instagram, at Storm Cheerleading, you will see my girls got all outfits. They got all the glitter cute stuff. Like, we be cute. We be together. They and, do, y'all. <laughs> they are so cute. And they're really good. Like, at nationals, all three of our teams won nationals this year. Wow. For somebody that's been coaching for so long, I've won nationals so many times. But this year when we won nationals, it really meant something for me. And it really energized me and confirmed that, I, that again, that I'm walking in my purpose because yeah, that was the first time I had three teams to win. Usually it will be like two teams, one team, or, you know, that's how it usually is. But this year, all three teams won. The babies who were ages three to five years old. Wow. Um, the middle team, Thunder, they're ages 
six to 12, and then the high school team. All three teams won. Wow. And at nationals, we're not going against just these basic teams. These are good teams, black teams, white teams, teams of girls whose parents can afford to have them doing personal training three times a week. Wow. And we still came out on top. And so, yep, Storm will be back for season three as soon as this social distance stuff is done. But, yeah, my girls are lit. So I love y'all if y'all listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and and I am never the person that likes to put people on a pedestal because then it adds unnecessary pressure to them. But I need you guys to, one, follow Megan, but really understand that I, I think I was on your Instagram story or something and I saw that you were still doing virtual practice with the girls. Like, I know a lot of people that have nonprofit foundations. I know a lot of people that, you know, try to do stuff for the community and they want to put pictures out there, like saying that they're serving, but they're just doing it for the picture purposes. But because I know Megan personally, I have seen her dedication to her girls. I have seen her dedication to the community. And it speaks volumes that a millennial is is that much you know, involved in that heavily trying to impact or not even trying, but executing the impact for the community and not, you know, flexing. Like, I know a lot of flexors that just like to puff out their chest and say, yeah, I'm doing this, but she's doing so much and being humble about it. You know, there is a way for us to still be humble, still get our money and, you know, spend our coins how we want to spend them and still make an impact all at the same time while staying sane and being beautiful and doing all of those things. (laughs) So so I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, but it's crazy how many people just want to do stuff for the gram. And I'm like, um, that's insane. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And with the whole like situation, like... Yeah, it's it, because uh, my thing is, it's like, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's a lot of, it's a lot that goes into this, like, mm-hmm. having a non-profit is, like, you have to, I invested into, me and Beauty invested into a lawyer, Dana Thomas Law, who's awesome, pay her $2,500 just so our paperwork can be legit with the federal government. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's start there. Not like before you even any Instagram, you see anything on Instagram, all of that behind the scene has to happen. I take what I do very seriously. I don't believe in using the children as like sort of the thing like I'm trying to save them. It's not it's not that. It's about these are children in my own community, you know, they I go to church with that I see, that I coach. So, I mean, it's all authentic and I mean the work I feel speaks for itself. The impact speaks for itself. And I'm really thankful that I'm in this position and I don't take it lightly. I love it. So I I heard you, but I literally sat up in my seat and got excited because you said that you went to Dana Thomas. Dana Thomas Law. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is who I had to go through to get everything together with Mahogany. And I'm like oh, super did excited. I, because did you already know her? Did I tell you about her? I don't even know, but she had been on my spirit and I told her, I was like, every time I went and tried to Google a lawyer, she just kept popping up and I'm like, okay, let me just keep going because she was the first ding. And I'm like, I don't ever want to go to the first ding that I see. I want to keep searching because I don't know if they're just paying to boast themselves to or boost themselves to the top or if they're legit just that good. So, you know, she kept popping up. And after that fourth time, I said, okay, God, let me go ahead and pay my consultation and talk to her. 
oh my gosh, literally life-changing conversation life in 30 minutes. I was like, yep, I'm officially yeah. loving Dana Thomas. She's yeah, amazing. Let me tell you something. Dana was the first person, first company that I sought out that charged me $100 to do a consultation over the phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, this makes total sense. I just got life-changing information in 30 minutes, and I paid $100 for it. And that was awesome. So she's the reason why I was like, okay, yeah, I'm never doing them. Well, I'm not going to say never, but I'm not, like, my consultations have a fee now because I'm right. not going to, like, period. It's un- it's not even up for debate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If I choose anything other than that, it's because I want to sew into a business like that. But, yeah, she got my life together. She's also formed many of my clients, trademarks, and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yes. I love Dana. And I'm so... So excited. That was just more confirmation. I'm going on the right path. <laughs> so, yeah, but that I am I am very excited that I got to chat with you. Um, I know we're both always busy, but it meant a lot to me that you did this one. It helped me reignite the fires because this quarantine girl this quarantine has kicked my butt with being motivated I'm just like only thing I'm motivated to do is go brush my teeth today and that's okay (laughs) like I don't feel like clocking in I don't feel like reading emails like I am tired but then I look at my situation and I'm like okay so I have to work uh this is not optional for me because I have to pay bills so we have to get this going (laughs) and do what we need to do Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you don't get to be lazy as an entrepreneur because you got to eat. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, this this has been a journey, but um, I absolutely appreciate you so much. Of course. I hope we can do it again. Yes, yes. We'll do it on the mahogany platform since I like to be all super busy and, and whatever. Okay, that's cool. I'm down. But yes, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to post all of Megan's links in the notes and also on the Instagram so you guys can follow everything that she has. Um, I'll follow back. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you're working on or anything else that you want to, any tips or information that you want to leave with the audience today, girlfriend? Um, I just, just, let's get connected online. I know with Atlanta for Haiti, all of the trips, for 2021 are only $800. We are doing an initiative to get 100, um, 100 people to Haiti in Ooh. 2021. So we have been blessed to get in a lot of donations and support to offset some of our outreach wow. um, costs. So every person that wants to travel to Haiti next year are going to get a full on four nights, five days, all inclusive with a security meals the whole work check out the page you'll see but yeah eight hundred dollars there's no excuse why you can't travel and serve abroad Ooh. um yeah that's that's one of the cool things that i have going on that i want everybody to take advantage of it and of course if you need brand management or anything like that you can or just simple thing just hit me up on ig i mean it's i'm not gonna bite <laughs> <laughs> yeah she won't bite y'all <laughs> I'm excited. Now I got to go bribe Dorian to let me go to Haiti because I might not come back, but I want to go. So I miss Haiti so much. And my passport is dry right now. Girl, come on. I need to go before it expires. It's doing too much. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for this opportunity and continue to just let God use you and get let, um, 
you know, just continue to walk in your purpose and do the things that inspire you and do the things that you want to do. You're not a bad person if you have a lot of different passions or ideas or things that are going on. Just prioritize yourself and your family and continue to make shit happen. You're awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your time with me in this crazy time that we are all dealing with. I can't wait to see the interview or listen to it and share it with my peeps. Yeah, we'll Thank you. I hope you have a beautiful day, my love. You too. All right. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you were able to get some gems from Megan. Um, it is sucky that we couldn't be in person, um, but we do have the phone. Uh, so that worked out great, but I just want you guys, I wanted you guys to hear from someone that is a serial entrepreneur and is actually doing major things with their brands. Um, not trying to downplay everything that I'm doing. I am a serial entrepreneur as well, but most of my businesses that I have going on are in the launch stages. Um, and although I would love to do one thing at a time, like Megan, um, did for her brands, my brands all flow together. So it's, photography is funneling through um mahogany which is the magazine and then Soulcast, which is what you guys are obviously listening to is a branch of sophie um just to connect with creatives and just give you guys especially the black community um an opportunity to hear from people that are like us that are killing the game that are doing everything that they need to do to create wealth and um, generational wealth at that in the community within the community um, through the community and all of those things so I just wanted you guys to hear from someone that is actually doing numbers Um, we heard from Tracy Collins not too long ago um, and she is a wonderful serial entrepreneur but um, I wanted you to hear from more people that are just absolutely doing everything wonderful with the game right now and I hope that this touched you all so I am excited to see what's to come from this um, what entrepreneurs are going to be birthed and blessed from this and I hope that you all have a beautiful quarantine day see you later bye thank you so much for tuning in soul fam I hope you were entertained got a good laugh and started your healing process Make sure you like, subscribe, and share SoulCast with your mom and them. And if you're feeling generous, go ahead and drop five stars and some feedback for me, love. Catch you next time. Peace.